seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. This is going to be a quickie episode. It's episode number 90. And the previous episode, episode number 89, I was doing a training update, and I realized I never really give. I never, I never really gave proper due to what we all hold so near and dear, our monkey gear. So I wanted to do this quickie episode and just really focus on how I've been utilizing monkey gear specifically in this micro-workout context. And so as I mentioned in the previous episode, I was coming off this five-week training block that I'd written for myself and Previous to this program, what I was doing most mornings is this monkey morning sesh. Very simple, three rounds, 15 reps each of a row, a push-up, a squat, and a tuck. Super basic, takes no more than five minutes. Even if you go at a somewhat casual pace, you get in a ton of volume right away. It sets the momentum for the day. It'll set you up for future training sessions or micro workout sessions, should you choose to do those throughout the day. But you know, whatever, if you get busy, if you're traveling, anything, at least you've done something. And as we know, something is always better than nothing. And kind of a, another bonus session I would do on top of that. So let's say that three by 15 of the row push up squat tuck that takes, let's say five minutes. There's this awesome five minute plank workout I would do super simple. So it's, it's interval based. So you just set a five minute timer and then I would do typically something like 40 minutes holding the, or excuse me, 40 seconds holding the plank and then 20 seconds rest, or depending on how I was feeling, it might be 30 and 30, or if I'm really feeling like edgy, I might do a 50 second hold and then a 10 second rest. But essentially how it works is it's a five minute total workout you're doing five intervals of holding the plank for a set time and then resting a set time. So it could be anything. You could hold it for 40 seconds, rest for 20. You could hold for 30, rest for 30. You could hold for 20, rest for 40. Or if you're newly wild and working up, you could hold it for 10, rest for 50. Doesn't matter. You can break it up however you want, but pick something that you can remain consistent with across the five sets and for the five minutes. I guess if you think about it, it's actually less than five minutes, right? Because that last set, you don't really uh, include the rest. So super quick little core workout. And I, I like, I'm drawn more and more to core exercises like planks that are isometric in nature that you're building more of that stability. Not that anything involving motion isn't good or anything like that. I'm just drawn to that style right now. And then... I mentioned this in the previous episode, but I'll say it again. I think pocket monkey specifically, if you're not looking, if you're looking to just more move and not totally crush yourself, there's so many cool variations you can do for legs, for arms, for back, for core, of course, all these different things. So I've been doing these, like, you know, I'll choose maybe three to five exercises do them at a very casual pace. And I've been adding in that tempo training element. So instead of focusing purely on volume, I'll do maybe less reps, but because they're slower and they're more controlled, it's a new stimulus and it's 
pretty challenging. So something to consider and we can definitely expand more on tempo training, but we'll save that for a different episode. Probably even a blog post would be used for that as well. But in addition to pocket monkey, 360 right now is my favorite office micro workout tool. So essentially I split up my kind of work day between home and then I just have a little space. It's like a mile and a quarter. So it's a great walk and I've got 360 set up and it's so awesome to just be able to like take a little break, grab 360 and just do I the style I do specifically these micro workout 360 sessions throughout the day. A 360 sesh is it's more in the isocore style where it's that slow, smooth, kind of like you're moving through honey, focusing on big range of motion, not necessarily trying to like jack up my heart rate, but get really good muscle tension throughout my whole body. And again, work range of motion, work different planes and it's super awesome. And I 360, I like specifically for the micro workouts because you can do a ton of volume and you don't really get that sore, but you still get in quite a bit of work and you still, it still requires quite a bit of energy. I did a, we did a, a video and photo shoot. Gosh, it was maybe two months ago now, but I did so many reps with 360 as well as Isocore X. And uh, I was pumped out of my mind. I was super tired, but the next day I felt fine. Felt great. So I think the, the bungees specifically, the way they apply resistance, how it kind of grows the longer you pull it and then it relaxes, it releases or relaxes as you, you know, bring 360 or isocore or isocore X now back towards the anchor point. So the resistance gets let off. So you're, you're not getting as intense of an eccentric or like the lowering part. So I think that I suspect that is why there's a little bit less soreness. I think I was thinking about micro workouts because I'm so stoked on them. I really think they're, they're going to be the future the future of monkey even, but I think you can look at micro workouts either in the context of training, or you can use micro workouts for non-exercise activity. And so kind of how I would distinguish those is training has a specific goal. So to me, the classic example is you want to improve your pull-ups. So you can use this micro workout or kind of grease the groove style of training where you're spreading out the training, you're getting huge periods of rest between. So you're super recovered. The quality is extremely high. And again, you're focusing on developing this skill and there's a specific goal for that training for non non-exercise activity. On the other hand, I think that's something that's more required for just general health and wellness. And I think I think training is actually better when we build that on top of a high volume of non-exercise activity. You know, I remember growing up, I was, I played all kinds of different sports, but I remember specifically days where, you know, if it, we had like a Saturday evening game, whether it was hockey, lacrosse, whatever, if I just like kind of lounge around all day, I never felt great for the game. My energy was low. I just, you kind of had to fight through that funk to kind of get back to that, that baseline and that high level of excitement. Whereas 
you know, I wasn't the days where I, it wasn't like I was working out, but if I went out and played like, you know, maybe like wiffle ball or went for a walk or was just generally active throughout the day and then play the game, I always felt so much better. So I think there's something there for sure. And I saw on the Monkey Wild Facebook group, I saw Ernesto, Monkey Ernesto and Monkey Earl. They were kind of talk they were talking about GMB and Earl specifically was talking about basically this minimalist program that you can still make gains with. And I did a I did an episode on that a little ways back, but just to kind of revisit the idea, you know, and this is from Logan Schwartz who that dude, man, next level. But for a minimalist program, all you have to do, and for any program really, but when you're training, all you have to do is cross that threshold of adaptation and you'll make progress. And I think I'm starting to think more and more that that threshold might be a little bit lower than we may realize. And, you know, it's not that it's going to be the same as doing necessarily like the super dedicated, focused, high intensity training program, but you can still make progress. It just might take a little bit longer. You know, it might not be as big of a change as if you were doing again, this more intense, focused, higher volume, higher time commitment program, but you can still make gains as long as you're consistently pushing and crossing that threshold for adaptation. So something to think about. And then I want to comment for Ernesto specifically, you know, he's had, he has these military fitness standards that he needs to maintain. And that's something I've noticed as well as once you've gotten efficient, once you've gotten efficient at something, whether it's pull-ups, running, lifting heavy things, once you've gotten really efficient at that, I think maintaining it doesn't take nearly as much volume or effort as it took to build up to that efficiency. So the example I would give is in our seasonal training throughout the year for when I was in college, you know, summer was very general, a lot of weightlifting, some running, but you're not trying to like max everything out, especially in the running because you want to leave room to ramp up. Then in the fall, it would ramp up a little bit more. And then through the winter, that's when we would hit this peak intensity for both running, weightlifting, strength and conditioning, all that stuff. And then during the season, the volume went way down because you're spending so much time on the field. You just, there isn't, there aren't enough units of energy where you could do, you know, a two to four hour practice session on the field and then go lift weights for another hour. It's certainly possible, but it's, uh, it's going to be really hard to recover from and you're going to be just kind of chipping away at something that's already slowly eroding. So what instead what we would do is just twice a week, we would do these short, super intense, super focused, super focused, but relatively low volume weightlifting sessions. And it was all about just maintaining kind of this like 85 to 90% of the maximal strength that we'd built up to that time. So what I'm trying to make is if you, you can kind of front load things in a way, whereas if you know, you know, Ernesto specifically, if there's some other type of training that you'd like to focus on, 
but you, you know, you have to maintain this, you know, pretty high capacity in these specific standards. You can train, you can essentially train those up front, get super efficient, spend a little more time, spend a little bit more energy on those things specifically. And then when you make that shift over to whatever program you're interested in, you can just, you know, at a pretty low volume, revisit those specific capacities required for your military standards, but you're not going to need to do nearly the same amount of training that you did to get really good at them. So hopefully that makes sense in the spirit of keeping in the spirit of keeping this an actual quickie episode. I'm going to try, I'm going to start to wrap it up here, but again, micro workouts, I really think they're the future, both for health, for wellness, for longevity and for health span. It's just a, it's like inertia, right? An object in motion stays in, stays in motion. A monkey, a monkey that gets wild stays wild. Something like that. But if you have questions about micro workouts, you have thoughts, I'd love to hear them. Again, I think it's something we're going to start to shift more and more towards. And we, we want to be the leaders. Monkey wants to own micro workouts. So hopefully you guys have our back on that and we'll keep the conversation going. So thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys out there. Monkey on.